I'm sorry. I'm my energy is not as present as I would like it to be. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, can, can you give you me some energy. words of affirmation? That's what I need. That's I my love language. Affirmations? Words of affirmations? <laughs> I can see that's actually not far from the truth. It is the truth. I mean, yeah, but affirmation in like a sort of mocking, joking way. No, yeah. I don't want to yeah. be mocked. I want to be affirmed. No. <laughs> and I'm no, asking I'm saying, when you. you affirm people. No, 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 no. My love language meaning, like, that's the language that speaks to me. Oh. Acts of service. So people doing things for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so words is... of affirmation. Uh -huh. So just so I know, because what am I getting out of this? What language do you speak? I listen, what I'm telling you is that that is the language <laughs> that speaks to me. Uh -huh, yeah. And now I'm asking yeah. you to help <laughs> me. To serve you. Help and us. Affirm you. And help the pod. Uh -huh. So affirm me. Okay, here it goes. I really think that. The way you are looking at yeah, me I'm trying to find is so, so <laughs> judgmental. Nothing about that was positive. You have a really good curl that I made. And I think it's really. No. Patrick they named it attempted after me. to <laughs> help me like define a curl the other day, and I it did was it. awful. We awesome. were like laying down. He was like doing this little curly thing to my hair, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm fixing. I'm fixing it." I go get up to look at it. It was just like a sticking up bush. Like he just like <laughs> it's like. You you never it. no. It's like you don't know what I to did do. It. I with, made it better. You've never had texture in your personal life. For my, I do te have texture. No, baby, you don't have any Look texture. At this. No, Look at this wave. I'm That's a texture right there, baby. That is like a limp noodle on. The, it used to be a mohawk. This is what happens when you keep me in captivity too long. Oh my god. I'm like a whale. <laughs> I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is last name basis from Brick Radio. <laughs> We four corners in a triangle, why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen, you know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist, and you're tuning to them live, this is last name basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you, did you get your energy back? Yes. Because we do have a podcast I'm, that we're here to record. I'm aware and I'm here. Okay. Let's do some goings on about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? That's good. With the siren? I don't <laughs> That was your big contribution. Yes. I'm still curious, though, your love language being people doing things for you and saying nice things to you. No. What language do you speak? What so language speak. do I speak? Yes, to others. This is what love language means. Mm -hmm. It means what are the things that for you express love or like the ways that you process love? Words of affirmation, acts of service. Those are things that I also do. Mm. I love. You are so full of shit. I it's, tell people no. they're great all the time. You try to like manipulate me into walking the dogs when it's not my turn. Okay, wait a second. So well, how is that an act you know of what? service? This is a perfect segue for goings on about Brooklyn. I don't understand where you decided to come up with this theory. Suddenly it's my job to walk the dogs in the morning. That's you always never, been that way. No. That was in the natural no. order of things. No. You walk them in the morning. Morning, no. I walk them in the evening. No, this is supposed to be a partnership. I do one half of the dog walking, and the evening half. No, and that's not fair. That's a lie because <laughs> you have been coming home late from work recently, and I have been oh tasked with walking them in the morning and in the evening. No, it's true. It's true. A I don't real, understand why you don't want to walk them in the so morning. I just feel so loved and affirmed. Your service for me 
is much appreciated. Well, like you could do me an act of service, and you could walk them in the morning. <laughs> okay. What else did you want to talk about <laughs> in going on Mount yeah. Brooklyn? Oh my God, our poor dogs have been like fairly sick lately. They're yeah, old dogs. They're so old. They're having all sorts of problems. They're having kidney issues now. But well, <laughs> Patrick, happy to take okay. urine samples from Phil was peak podcast content because Patrick had to collect three samples and then mix them together. They gave me I was like a little I was like a little little piss chemist. (laughs) And here's the thing, they give you a little kit to get the urine. Like a little tray. But it's only enough to collect one sample of urine. It's got to be a specific time too. And how about this? It had to be the first pee of the morning. (laughs) It had to be a fresh piss. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Double back to just say the first time you did it, you didn't get it in the morning. You took it to them. They were like, "We can't use this pee." Yeah. And you didn't put it in the fridge. They were like, "You didn't refrigerate this. This isn't a fresh morning pee." It was like I screwed up that urine sample so badly. Yeah. And wasted a lot of time doing it, and had to handle some dog piss, all for (laughs) naught. It's really funny though. So like you go out, he lifts his leg and starts peeing. Then I have to like throw the little tray, tray underneath it, get it in position. It catches it. Then one hand holding Phil, use a syringe thing to suck it up, and then put it into a little vial with a pop top on it. Did anybody see you doing this? Yes, everybody saw me doing it because and it's the first you, pee of how, the morning. It's like and how did business you feel? hours. People are going to work. How did you feel? It was awkward. It was very awkward. But I had to do it two more times. And after you use the tray, you don't have a tray anymore. Mm. So like one time I used a plastic bag. Ooh. Yeah, I had to get real creative. The other thing is too, that syringe thing is now like gross and pee filled <laughs> after the first one. So so then I had to put them all in these little vials and then I had to get three samples mix mixed and match them. into one vial. So I had to dump them out into another container, mix it around and then get it back into a single vial. And then guess what the results were? They still don't know yeah. what the fuck is going on no. with our dog. And I just want to They were to like, there's say, definitely something wrong with your animal. But uh, it's a scam. Anytime we've taken our dogs to the vet and been like, oh my God, I'm so worried something's wrong with my dog. They do all these tests, they give you a bill, and then they say, we don't know what's wrong with them. Can't tell. Just keep observing them. And then the last time I was in there, that lady was trying to convince me that Kaya was going to die. I was so worried. And you know what? But it slowly turned to anger. I'm going to give some words of affirmation to Patrick. Really? Yes. I'm ready. Are you ready? Hold on, let me just get ready. Because I put Patrick on the phone. And let me tell you, he got his man voice on. <laughs> he was doing his lawyerly, I work in medical malpractice, and he knew all of the stuff that was on the little breakdown of all the services that they wanted to give our dog. You know, they say, okay, we don't know what's wrong with her, but we want to run all these tests. I'm going to give you an estimate. It's $8,000. And I'm like... I love this dog. This dog is 13 years old. And then she's like, you might want to consider putting her to sleep. This is a very sick dog. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She's not a very sick dog. I don't think she feels well, but she's fine. Yeah, she's not like suffering. No, I was like, what what is going on? So then I say, okay, I'm going to get my husband on the phone because you're really scaring me. I don't know what to do. And Patrick got on the phone and he was like, He was shutting shit down. The doctor was shook. She was like, oh my God, I am so sorry. You're right. I will whip up a new estimate. 
which was only which was six thousand. <laughs> which was no, no, no. Three. I was like, get me a new estimate. She was like, okay, six thousand. Then I finally got another one that was three thousand. I was like, this is still absurd. We're going. And guess what? Here we are, two weeks later, and our dog is better than ever. She's fine. I don't understand. Every single time. We have taken her to the vet thinking something is wrong. And again, she's an old dog. So dogs don't live forever. I get that. I saw the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven, and my dog <gasps> will be at the pearly gates someday. Not today, but someday she will be there, and I know that, right? Like, this is the circle of life, and it moves us all. I've heard the song. I know how it goes. <laughs> but what you're not going to do is try to scare me into giving you a bunch of money. They never can tell us What's wrong with her? My dog has a cough. They're like, oh, I don't know. Here's a bill for $600. She's still coughing, but maybe <laughs> this will help. And you're like, what? She's not eating. She's gotten skinny. No, she's fine. Well, I, you're not concerned that she's too thin? You know what? Let's run some tests. Here, $800. She's still skinny. What? what? <laughs> Feed your dog. What? 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 Yeah. It's a scam. I bet Kaya's in on it. She, she gets a take. What does she get out of it? She goes in there when they take For her in the what? back to do like the part where They're you can't go. They're back there smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> They're back there smoking a joint. They're counting cash and like splitting up the take. They're playing poker. <laughs> Kaya's all scared like, no, please don't get me back there. And then as soon as the door closed, she's like, oh, thank God that bullshit is over. I'll bet that's what goes on back there. Yeah, I mean, I don't see that being likely. Mm. So I, she's a dog, but yeah. also I control her debit card. So oh, I see yeah, any purchases see, see all the that she makes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she doesn't spend very often. No. She's very... What does she buy when she does um, she whip buys, out the plastic? Well, there's been a few times where you're like, where does this ugly-ass sweater come from? And I'm like, that's the type of shit that Kaya likes. <laughs> that's what she spends her money on. And as long as she is warm, mm. I'm okay with a little weird hoodie. She's right. got like three, do you need another plaid? No, she doesn't sweater? need any more plaid sweaters You really for sure. don't, but you know what? But one's Velcro, one's a little heavier than the other one. Mm -hmm. One has a hood, she's got two little hoodie sweatshirts. So again, <laughs> I see what Kaya spends her money on. Yeah. And if there was anything on there that was questionable, I have a thing set up to give me like a little alert. A little alert, yeah, sure. So, I don't think that she is scamming. I mean, I unless she has like one of those Swedish bank accounts that I don't know about. Mm, she runs a, like a shell company or something. Right. I haven't seen that. It's happen. possible. I wouldn't put it past Phil. He's a, he's a no, dirty. No, that dog is dumb. Dirty. <laughs> that dog is too stupid. That's part of the act, though. Just like Kaya acts scared, Phil acts dumb. No. No, no, no. He, I can't tell you how many times Phil has called me and asked me for his bank Pin. You don't know that shit? <laughs> He's stupid. And actually, Ridiculous. this is a great segue into the Animal Corner. Animal Corner! Animal Corner! Shout out to Claudia on Instagram who sent me a message about monkeys in Central Florida that have herpes. I Wait, hold on. Well, first back up. There are monkeys in Central Florida? Yes. So apparently, these monkeys got out of the zoo mm. in Central Florida, and I guess the herpes makes them want to bang? I are you serious? I Basically, they have this herpes virus that is deadly to humans, so if you've been thinking about having sex with a monkey in Florida, don't do it. Or you know what? If you're in Florida, 
use protection. But we know you're gonna do it. This so. says that these monkeys were brought in the 30s for this park, mm -hmm. and they were placed on like this little small island, but they didn't stay there. And they like been boats. They built some some rafts or something. I don't know how they got out, but they got off of this little island, and now there have been monkey sightings all over Central Florida. Wow. And there's about 200 of them right now, but they are banging. Like monkeys, I guess. Usually you say like rabbits, but these monkeys <laughs> like to bang a lot. And they could double in size by 2022. They anticipate having 400 monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the double of Okay, 200. yeah, because I was going to say, I didn't think that they were, there was native Florida no, monkeys. No, 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 no. They're not native. They escaped, and they're out here doing it. They're out here having and sex, but they, where did the herpes come from? I don't know. Did they have it when they were on the island? Or did they acquire it somehow? Mm, somebody was stepping out on their man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now they, they all like, have it. Did they start hooking up with like possums or something? And This does not say, this just says that it's deadly to humans and that if you see a monkey, don't get near it. Even if it has a slamming body. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it is Thick like a snicker. Oh my god. Don't. Do not be <laughs> tempted. And like I said, the researchers don't know what should be done. Are we I, trying to treat the herpes here or are we trying to get rid of the monkeys? No, no, no. We're trying to get rid of the monkeys. Gotcha. Okay. Spain had little little parrot snipers. No, they thought about having parrot snipers, but they didn't do it. Well and they said it would be inhumane. I feel like you could maybe lure them with what maybe, do monkeys eat? I don't know. Do monkeys eat peanuts? Did I make that up? Is that like a circus thing? But that's elephants. Oh. I think you you hand like the elephant a peanut. I don't know where that came from. Oh, monkeys eat bananas. Give I'm, them I'm some saying bananas. what they. <laughs> I'm saying that's what they what might do. actually make eat. a little trail of bananas leading to a little cage. Mm -hmm. Hello, researchers. Use them? your brains. <laughs> where are these monkeys originally from? Do you know? I don't know. I don't have that in my notes. <laughs> well, good luck to the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the people in Central Florida, because this sounds like a really dangerous place to be. Mm -mm. Wrap it up when it comes to your bananas. <laughs> <laughs> don't unpeel the banana. Yes. <laughs> Keep the banana. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. Don't have sex with any monkeys. And if you do, you know, use protection and get tested. I think that's the best advice that we can give right now. Mm -hmm. So I found the top dog names of 2018. Ooh. And it just was just so boring. The top boy names are Max, Charlie, Cooper, Buddy, and Jack. Yeah, those sound like some predictably basic dog names. Fuck, like seriously though? Like people have no creativity when it comes to naming their dogs. Yeah, you know what? I feel like these are also the top five dog names of like the entire last century. Yeah, I mean, I think you're being a little harsh because oftentimes when people get dogs, they get them for their kids. So you are effectively shitting on kids because kids probably came up with these names and that's why they're so basic. You're mm. a little kid. You're not going to give your dog some big, long, creative name. You're going to name it Max or Buddy or Jack or Charlie No, or I would think kids Cooper. would do a better job of naming dogs. No. They're the ones that are supposed to have all the imagination. They're supposed to be, you They're know... Children. Not broken down by life, not coloring in the lines. and Yeah, and that's how you get creative. You get broken <clears throat> down by life, 
And then you learn something about the world, and a little cynicism makes you more creative, makes you an artist. Is that what happened to you? No. <laughs> what I'm saying is that life experience is what helps uh -huh. make you creative, and these are children who haven't seen anything. Well, my first dog, when I was a kid, I named him Pug because he- What was his name? Pug. Like the dog? Like the dog. But he so, was and, and wait, wait, but wait. he was not a pug. Okay, so not creative, just stupid. No, very creative. No, that was dumb. <laughs> it was baby. really smart and it was a very fitting name for the dog. Mm. You know what my first dog's name was? What? Dumpster. Dump because you found it in a dumpster. <laughs> because he was mad because, like, in a dumpster. Nobody would ever see <laughs> you in a creative career. They were like, why don't you go to but computer is, camp? No, but this is what I'm saying to you, is that when you're a kid, you're basic. Of course the dog's name was Dumpster. He was found in a dumpster. You know how someone named <laughs> their dog so their dog Buddy? Because the dog was their buddy. <laughs> That's why no. they ended up with these basic ass this names. Is just, this is, I just feel like we could do a lot better. Okay. For instance, the name Pennywise went up by like 500%. Wow. Probably because five people named their dog Pennywise. That's a terrible name. It is a really stupid name, too. I what? guess you call him Penny. That makes a lot of sense. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you. You love it. Come on. That was good. All right. All right. Let's do some science corner. <laughs> You're a bitch. Science corner. So do you want to do this or you want me to do it? No, you do it. <laughs> Okay, okay. There's a woman who claims that she's been married to a 300-year-old ghost pirate. Mm. And they are finally, after a long and allegedly abusive relationship, <laughs> they are splitting up. Yo, she I says listen, I don't want to laugh. He was using her. Oh, no. And here's the great part about this. Is he was using her for her booty. No. Oh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. God damn. He's a pirate. I know, pirate booty. You are just—he's also a ghost pirate, so it's like booty. <laughs> you, what is the word for secondhand embarrassment you, again that we learned? You loved that. I joke. feel. I feel. Uh, I'm ashamed. You loved <laughs> that joke. You laughed. You guffawed. I did guffaw. I hate that word, by the way. So this is not the same woman who no. This is to a, stop having sex with men and only. Have sex with ghosts. No, this is a different, different lady. Different woman, but that woman did end up finding her ghost soulmate. Mm -hmm. You like that soulmate? Do Ooh. I get credit for that? Yeah, but you didn't add like a flourish to the soulmate. Word. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's how you really land the joke. This is something I'm teaching you. Oh this my is, god! Uh, Stop trying is, to teach me this things. This is my <laughs> words of affirmation. This is your love language. Is teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, babe. When you really want to drive, I get on the it. We line, know. We know. Do a voice. No, okay. You know, I give voices lessons. Oh my god. Okay, keep anyway, going. Anyway, that woman actually, th the one that was sleeping with all the ghosts, mm -hmm. did find some ghost to marry, and then married that ghost. Yeah. So she's doing well, but you know, on the other end of this is this woman who is divorcing her ghost pirate husband. Yeah. You know what? This says that Amanda Sparrow decided to marry Jack Sparrow, the pirate is, ghost. And that was probably is, her first mistake, is if you're going to marry a pirate ghost, you do what you want to do, right? Like, who am I to judge? Love is love. But you're going to go out and marry one of the most famous goats? Of course he's going to get around. Of course he's going to use you. He's a user. He's a pirate. I just, he's a ghost. I just think it's so funny that she chose 
Captain Jack Sparrow. This you might is as well so... married fucking Casper. Like, don't pick a ghost that everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody's gonna try and fuck your man. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, yo, why just sleep with a ghost? I wanna sleep with a pirate ghost. And I wanna sleep with one that has a name. Nobody wants to sleep with some like weird random swashbuckling dude that like <laughs> swabbed the deck. You know what I'm talking about? You want somebody who has presence, panache, right. money. Sure. That's sure. Jack Sparrow. Booty. Booty. <laughs> God. Apparently, she feeds him energy, oh. some of her life force. Okay. And Jack Sparrow was taking too much of her life force and not leaving enough for her. And so she said, that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. You're not taking any more of my life force any more of my energy, and I'm out of here. Yeah. And so now they've split up. I just like cannot believe that it's like Captain Jack. There was such a failure of creative like energy there. Like mm. She saw some movies and was like, I'm going to marry that ghost. The heart wants what it wants. <laughs> it just blows my mind. This says that another reason that she decided that they're breaking up is that he was controlling. Mm -hmm. He would drop her phone calls. He would make her run into people <laughs> she didn't just, want to run I into. I love the idea of him on the phone. I love the idea that like, when a phone call would drop, she just automatically knew it was her husband. Like, sometimes. Just hanging up on her. Yeah, girl, yeah. no one told you to have Sprint. Like, that's why your phone call <laughs> Also, where is drop. he? Is he calling from the middle of the ocean? Like, the reception out there is terrible. Yeah. So it's not his fault that the call got dropped. Or make her run into people she didn't want to. Can Girl, I ask you, why are you, adulthood. why are you working so hard at defending Captain Jack Sparrow through I'm all this? I'm not defending him. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm you kind of are, though. No, no, I'm You're just... You're like, come on, obviously it's not his fault. And you were saying, just, for instance, like, he's going to smash his I, Captain Jack no, Sparrow. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that infidelity is her fault. What I'm mm. saying is, if you decide that you want to bang a ghost, mm. you would probably be better off banging a ghost with less visibility, no pun intended. You <laughs> want a ghost that everybody is not out here looking for. I like that one. That was actually good. Come on, that was so there was some there was some actual talent. In she's that a one. writer, bitch. Yeah, but sometimes she also doesn't write very well. She's a writer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. And the she. Is me. I, we all know who she is, Frank. <laughs> Sometimes, no, so Delon is the reason that I do that third person thing because it's just stupid and funny. But there have been times where we've done it in front of people and they did not understand that we were talking about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll be like, oh, he, he thought he was cute today. And the person's like, who are we talking about? <laughs> talking about him right here. No, all I'm saying is, is that she got into a relationship with someone who is a ghost, and ghosts get around. That's like, they have to. Mm. That's like in their DNA. Mm. They have to be hovering over people. You can never pin down where they're at. Yeah. And if it's somebody who is a famous ghost. I understand. I just think that you're maybe being, you know, you're lacking sympathy and understanding and affirmation, your love language. For this, I think that for this she should take woman, some responsibility here. here. And if she's running into people that she doesn't want to run into, why are you putting that on Jack? That's just part of life. I run into people I don't want to see all of the time. I don't want to see you half of the time. <laughs> Whose fault is well, that? Why are you so rude to me? <laughs> I just don't get it. It's my love language. Your love language is being rude yes. and then receiving affirmations and support.
Yes, and Th- gifts. That's awesome. You've really got the whole marriage thing figured out. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some bougie? We've gotten a few yes. requests for us to determine just how bougie on a scale of rags to riches. Yes, this is the boudoir of bouge. I'm admittedly pretty bouge. And so you can send us your bouge to determine. You can do that by emailing us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com or you can do it across social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever we are, you are there also telling us about <laughs> Good your job. Thank you. Okay. No, this I one comes from it. Jessica. Jessica says, I'd love to get your and Patrick's thoughts regarding my alleged bouge. I've been paying for Sirius XM radio for the last two years and have listened to radio maybe a total of five times. I constantly stream podcasts, so I have no use for the radio, but I refuse to give up my Sirius XM on the off chance that I'm feeling frisky and may want to listen to some Diplo's Revolution or Shade 45. Is this bougie or just poor money management? Love the pod. You're amazing. And Happy New Year, Jessica. Ooh. Rags, riches, I think this is probably closer to riches yeah. than rags. I think like this is just completely frivolous, unnecessary, recurring payment stuff. This I'm, is like when you go back through your credit card bill and you mm-hmm. realize like you're subscribed to like 300 things that you didn't even remember. Yeah, but like bouge is all about something that's extra, something that's an investment in yourself. And I'm going to say... This is like middle-of-the-road Toyota Corolla, like used Toyota Corolla, right? Mm. Like, it's a luxury. It's something a little nicer. Like, mm-hmm. you, you made a little bit of an upgrade, but it's not like a huge upgrade. I don't know how much a Sirius like, XM membership is. Right. Clearly Can't be not, that much. Like right, that's what I mean. It's not breaking the month, bank. Right? It's not breaking the bank for her. Mm-hmm. But it is still something that's like not a necessity. Yeah. But the fact that she's not using it is why I'm not going to put it in the riches category. Mm. Because if she was using it, then I would say, okay. I don't you know think this reminds me of this reminds me of like when you buy something like a shirt or a coat or something and you don't spend a ton of money on it. You say you got it at a good deal, that's why you bought it. But you get it home and you wear it and you realize like it just doesn't fit that well, or you mm. don't really like it. And you're just too lazy to return it, so you keep it. I do that all the time. Mm. I have, like, a shitload of clothes I don't mm. wear that are basically new. Oh. Because I'm just too lazy to return them, and they weren't that expensive. Mm. Yeah. Where does that fall on the scale for you? It's that, not, you said it's it was not rags, because rags would be really, like, watching out for your money and, you know, 15 bucks for something you got on sale. That's not nothing. Right. But it's quite riches. I think it's closer to riches than rags. Mm. Okay, well, listen, Jessica, I think you need to make a decision for yourself. I don't understand what feeling frisky has to do with listening to the radio, but (laughs) if you're not listening, then you're clearly not frisky. And that means that maybe this is something that you need to, for the new year, really give some thought to. How to make yourself more frisky. Yes. There's at least one uh, newly single ghost pirate out there. Apparently he gets around and he has a a pretty good reputation with the ladies. (laughs) He has a a terrible (laughs) reputation. With the swashbucklers, with other pirates. No, no. But the ladies love him. Yes, that's true. Mm. But does he treat them right? Does he love them and leave them? Yeah. Yes. But, you know, Jessica might just be looking to have fun. She might not commit. Okay. Well, Jessica, you're not bouge. Sorry, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time for a segment called You Guessed It. 
Are you ready, Fran? Yes. Okay, you have to guess who our guest is on this episode of The Pod. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, she's one of the leaders of the activist group We the Protesters and co-edits the Ferguson Protest Newsletter. This is The Movement with fellow activist DeRay McKesson. Uh, the Los Angeles Times has named her one of the new civil rights leaders, emerging voices in the 21st century. Fran, who is our guest today? Ooh, I'm gonna guess our guest is Netta Elsie. You guessed it. Hey. Hey, it's Fran and Pat. Fran. Oh my God. You are our very first remote guest on our podcast. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is new territory for us. Yeah. I feel like our geographic scope has expanded significantly <laughs> now. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for joining us early in the morning. Is it cold where you're at? Remind us where you're calling in from. Well, I'm driving in from St. Louis. Okay. Is it cold? And, no, it's like 40 degrees. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not bad. It's freezing here in New York. So you are definitely missing out by not being in the stewed with us. <laughs> nah, girl. It'll be 8 degrees on Wednesday. So don't feel too mm. tight. Oh, yikes. Well, we will pray for you. So, you know, I was on your Twitter this morning and you were having a really interesting conversation that I thought would be cool for us to jump into about this idea of canceling a music artist. How canceled are people? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, what, are we recording already? Yeah, we're recording. Oh. <laughs> Put on your podcast voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. No, so it's, I have this song that I want to play, and I'm like morally conflicted and so I'm just like okay well let's see what these people talking about on Twitter is it a song that you just want to play for yourself or you're like doing it for a show or is there some place that you were looking to play it or is it just for yourself no, it's Roses by Kanye. Oh, okay. My mom's anniversary of her passing is whatever day the 31st is. Mm-hmm. So when she first passed away, that was like one of the songs I, I played a lot. And there's a lot of Kanye music, especially that's about his mom, that I listened to a lot um, when my mom passed away. And so it's just like, wow. Has Kanye completely, so has Kanye tainted that music for you? Is that why you wanted to kind of gauge Twitter's opinion on it? (laughs) I just wanted to see where people were at, you know. It's also been a question that I just have in general, because I know you can see, like, viral tweets of people saying somebody is canceled. And then I'll also scroll by and see somebody's little Spotify tweet with the music link, like, jamming. So I'm just like, okay, well, who actually is canceled? Yeah, how do and you... what uh, does that really mean? Yeah, so what What did you find out? Did Did anybody fill you in? Did you get any good responses as to, like, what cancellation means aside like from got, a big statement on Twitter being like, you're canceled? I know. I feel like I got a lot of good replies. People are all over the place. I'm happy that people are honest. So there are some people who are like, you're completely canceled, you don't exist, it's so deleted, low-key dies to me. Mm-hmm. Then there are some people who are like, they listen 
up until the point that they knew something happened, like an incident occurred. Oh, they, so they, they had like they had like pre-cancellation music and after-cancellation music. Yeah. Oh, so they <laughs> split the difference, and that's good too because you know the earlier work is always their best stuff, right? Right. <laughs> I feel so, like there's a little. I feel like that's a little sneaky. Yeah. So do I. That was very particular. And these were the ones where I'm like, okay, I'm having an, I'm I'm being as far from being biased as possible in this conversation. And I want people to be honest. So there are some people who are like, I haven't deleted anybody for anything because cancel culture is not real. And I'm not deleting R. Kelly for nothing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm of the mind. I think there's a way to be critical of people's work and also still enjoy it. But I think that you have to set that line for yourself. And someone like a Kanye West, while there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with, some of his music I still like. Right. But he also has not like abused anyone. Yeah. They're not finding people in like, like his trunk or anything. Yeah. So. Like for me, I don't like things that Kanye has said, but I don't think that that's the same as like assaulting someone, you know? And also like R. Kelly has like such a long history of abuse that it was easy for me to let go of that music a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that was easy. I've had this experience where I'm listening to somebody, either something that they do or, and I'll find lines in the music that I wasn't aware of. You know how you listen to it, it sounds great. You're not really paying, you're not really hearing everything that they're saying. And then one day you hear it and you're just like, wow, that's not really something that I can get behind. Oh yeah. I've had that happen a couple of times where it ends up being that my feeling about the song or the artist changes so much that I don't actually want to hear the music anymore. It's like, it's very natural. I organically am like, look, this is just gross and slimy now. So. I've never listened to R. Kelly, so, like, I can't cancel him. But have you ever had a situation like that where it's not so much, like, should I be or shouldn't I be listening to this person, but you're just like, I can't even think about this person's name anymore? I mean, besides R. Kelly. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like R. Kelly is, like, the gold standard for that. I mean, for, like, a generational thing, like, I know if my mom was still living, we probably would have had a conversation, like, six years ago about why R. Kelly had to be canceled. Yeah. Mm. Um, I guess Chris Brown, but like I really wasn't that deep into his music mm. after college and high school. Yeah, but that was just like my own natural taste changing. You know, sure. like it'd be a few songs here and there, and like, ooh, that's a jam. But but I do think there's something there's something to be said about as an adult hearing songs from my childhood and realizing how sexual something was that I listened to oh, oh as right. a kid. Like, you know that song by Next, Close, and it's all about a boner on the dance floor? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that song was about a boner on the dance floor but until a, I was an adult. But a boner on the dance floor, the way you say it, sounds like a boner got loose and it's like <laughs> running, running around <laughs> like a club. <laughs> People are trying to that catch it. Like, it just got wild. <laughs> I mean, the song is is kind of like that. I mean, it's it is it's the moment of I'm an adult and I'm hearing this and I'm remembering myself as a kid listening to this and enjoying it and not actually knowing what I was singing along to. Right. Netta, have you had any songs like that where as an adult you think, <laughs> why was my mother letting me listen to this? Oh, man. To say that I shouldn't have been listening to this, but... Bills, Bills, Bills by Justin Child. Okay. That's probably it. 
I'm like, hey, Beyonce is really letting, letting people know. Like, I mean, it's about being financially wow. responsible, so that's a positive oh. thing. What, what are the questionable lyrics here? I'm I'm not familiar. Oh, God. Please don't embarrass me. My husband is publicly <laughs> acknowledging that he's not familiar with the lyrics to Bills, 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 I'm but sorry. continue. <laughs> Lord. Uh, well, I don't even think it's like popular. I don't think anything about it was problematic, but it's just like. Mm. I don't know if 10-year-old me should have been listening to this at all, but it happened. Well, I think it is funny to have a 10-year-old saying, can you pay my bills? And it's like, you can't pay your own bills, 10-year-old <laughs> child. Bills. My own damn bills, okay? Like, my mom was probably mad I was listening to it. Like, girl, shut up. So, yeah, I don't think there was anything wild questionable in that. But, hmm. Nobody's supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of those love songs are kind of a little risque for a kid to be singing. Something out of 98. I was definitely like in third grade, and I'm singing belt, heart up. I'm belting them out with my friends in the basement. Like, I really didn't do something. Why am I saying we can't be friends? We're in the third grade. Like, what? That is so funny. I grew up on classic rock, right? Like, so like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. But even that stuff is like, because it's such a like a rock like canon. It's so surprising to hear like the lemon song by Led Zeppelin. It's literally I don't think either of us know that song. Squeeze my lemon no. until the juice runs down my leg. That's the lyric. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's not even clever. <laughs> no clue. So, you know, the fact that you're using Twitter to start these conversations, I think is really interesting because, you know, I think a lot of people use Twitter to talk about things that they're angry about or to share jokes, but I like the idea of using social media to start conversations about things. Can you talk about how you got started on Twitter and maybe how your presence has changed over the years? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit, 10 years ago. Wow. made my first Twitter account in 2009. Wow, happy anniversary. Right, thanks. <laughs> I don't even remember what that first Twitter handle was even called. So this is my fourth Twitter account. Okay. Oh, wow. And I used to delete as soon as I got to 2,000 followers. For some reason, oh. that's when, like, 2,000 was just entirely too many people. And I'm like, whoa. And now you have, like, over 200,000-something followers. Yeah, friends. So that's why I have to delete myself sometimes. <laughs> Do you cancel yourself? <laughs> Cancel myself. Like, I can't take it. So every time I got to 2,000 followers, I would delete and maybe come back, like, four or five months later, would go be on Facebook or, like, Tumblr or something like that. And then 2013, that's when I made this current Twitter page. And obviously, then... Um, a whole bunch of stuff just started happening in life. So I turned 24. January of 2014, my mother passed away. February of 20, my friend Stefan Avery Hart is killed by the police in St. Louis. March through July, like, low-key Twitter taught me how to grieve and mourn and deal with depression by searching and looking up, like, keywords because my family just wasn't big on discussing things like that. So it's just like, you know, you have this huge death in your family and there's the notion of like, we just move on, we press on. 
And I'm like, yeah, but this is my mama. So <laughs> I had to use the internet and Twitter specifically to connect with people who had also lost their parents. And then more specifically, people who have lost their moms. And I found like a whole community of people who are black and women and living with lupus, which is what my mother passed away from. So I kind of grew up a lot, 20, age 24 to 25. And then 25, in August of 2014, Mike Brown was killed and Ferguson put our whole city on the on the world stage. And so my public persona on Twitter uh, completely changed. I remember one day, the time we're like sitting outside doing something. And I'm like scrolling Twitter because that's where I could still get a, a laugh. Like if when I wanted to laugh, like everything else is just so serious and so intense and way too wild. So I'm like, I want to laugh. So I go on Twitter because I know everyone is not always serious all the time. And that's when I saw that I had 11,000 followers. I almost fainted because I was just like, please, God, no. Like, <laughs> I can't, I don't want people like this is too much. And then I just had to accept a lot of things that were already happening. Or yeah, like, were I mean, happening while we were in, in the street. You bring up a really interesting point about how previously you were deleting your Twitter because too many people were following you. <laughs> and now you have all of these people following you. Do you... Like, what does that feel like in terms of the pressure that comes along with, like, every tweet? You know, you're not just tweeting for yourself anymore. There, You do have this audience. You do have these people that look up to you. Has that changed how you use the platform at all? Oh, even the question. (laughs) (laughs) 25, 26, 27-year-old me, pretty pretty YOLO lifestyle. Like, I could say and do whatever. Even though, you know, I felt a lot of pressure. There's so many eyes watching me. I was just, like, such a rebellion, a rebellious person. I wanted to, like, still keep the part of me that was me. And for me, that was Twitter. Like, Twitter was fun (laughs) before August 2014. I'm like, I want to have fun still. But, no, you can't do that with so many eyes watching you. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure, not even pressure for some people who are now, quote unquote, looking up to me. And I say quote unquote because I'm still like in denial about these things. Mm -hmm. You've been listed as one of the forefront of internet activism, but also the crossover between on the ground and online. You were on the cover of Essence magazine. I mean, people absolutely are looking up to you. Yeah, I know. And people say it like in real life when I go and actually leave the house and do things on purpose. Um, and I'm always just like, are you okay? Because <laughs> 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 um, I just try to stay like as normal as possible. The internet, it actually is a really wild place. You know, to be put on all of these lists and all of these things and be called all of these things before age, like I'm about to turn 30 in April. So I'm just like, wow, 25 year old me, she's pretty legendary. Like she's pretty much done all the things that can be done. And then I'm like, oh shit, 26 year old me kind of was amazing too. And then so every year I've just been like, well, what are you gonna do now? So it's been, it's interesting. I kind of grew up on the internet in a, in a real way. 
I mean, but that's very relatable. Everybody's growing up on the internet. Yeah, now now everybody grows up on the internet, right? Right, right. You don't get much of a choice anymore. She's never not had internet. And I'm just like, I don't even know how you live life. Like, (laughs) she's always had Google. That's crazy, you know? So there's a meme that involves Netta, and it's a photo of her. It looks like you're in a Walmart, and you, you have a bullhorn. You look like you are very seriously saying something <laughs> to this bullhorn. <laughs> there's a girl wearing a hoodie behind you, and uh, she, she looks kind of like she doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> it is such an intense photo with the use as a meme. It's really, really funny, I have to say. I think the best application of it that I've seen is when they say something like, when you just want to go to the grocery store, but your mom wants to start the revolution. <laughs> and the girl is looking at you like, I'm so embarrassed. Why do you have a yes. bullhorn? And you are just like, everything about your facial expression is so serious. Like, where did this come from? So we were in D.C. And it's actually a really serious story. And for so long, I hated this meme. Like, I would not acknowledge it. People would tag me to it all the time. I'd be like, I see it. Shut up. Go away. (laughs) Because someone had just gotten killed. And so we went to the Walmart. It was the closest Walmart that the people who were from D.C. Like, that was around the area where the person got killed. So their plan was to just shut down the Walmart. I'm like, okay, cool. So, like, literally at protests, which is why I was also so angry, I am not the person who's on the mic or on the horn. Like, there's a few photos of me leading things. So generally, like, I like to play the side and the back. So, like, like most of the time I'm walking with, like, the elder people in the back, you know, just making sure we're not leaving anybody behind. Mm-hmm. But in this particular day, they asked me to say some chants that we had, like, that we used to use in Ferguson. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I take the damn bullhorn and I start chanting and there's a police officer inside and he's kind of like taunting me mm-hmm. so I'm like yelling in his direction <laughs> in the photo and I had no clue that that poor little girl was behind me looking so <laughs> aggravated <laughs> so when I saw the picture I was like okay this is funny but you know the context behind but, it yeah, but the context isn't funny at all yeah, I mean, this is... The context is horrible. Yeah. yeah, and you know, that's so interesting because I think oftentimes we share stuff and we are so far removed from what actually happened that yeah. we don't know. There's that meme of, like, little mama crying and she was <laughs> crying about, like, her mom passing away and people share yeah. it as, like, a funny, like, ha-ha, yeah. look this girl crying and then when you realize what it's actually about... It's just like this weird dichotomy of this meme is how people know you, but the then internet. you it's actually wild. know why this photo exists. Yeah. Yeah. The internet is a crazy place, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I finally like embraced the meme when Beyonce announced that she was pregnant with the twins. And... <laughs> I posted on Instagram and I was like, nobody says nothing to me and me. Beyonce is pregnant. Like, that was me. And then the second time was to get people to register to vote. Oh. Last 
last November. That's a great use of it. Yeah, that's the one yeah. that we've been seeing shared around where someone's not even talking and then you pop in. Are you registered at your current address? <laughs> yes. So that's really cool because you've now taken something that maybe had negative connotations for you and found a way to turn it into something positive. I was going to have to because they still use it, whether or not I like it or not. <laughs> you, so you have to adapt. Yes, that was true. We have. I mean, that's kind of the story of the internet too, right? Where right. you were using Twitter out of your grieving process and using it to build a community and then using it to mobilize people and get people on board when it was coming to understanding Ferguson and police violence. And so, you know, in that way, you're kind of an internet renaissance woman. <laughs> you know, made for this. Okay, <laughs> made for it. So what is next for you on the slate? You know, you said you're turning 30 very soon and, you know, you've already Ooh. accomplished a lot. You're already a very visible young woman. Is there something that you're working on or that we can look forward to you when it comes to your internet presence? Yeah, I can talk about this. I am working on a exhibit event um, for the fifth year anniversary of Ferguson this August. I want to do something that includes everyone and is a way to give back to the other protesters by using my platform. For so long, I felt like a hunter-gatherer mm -hmm. in the last five years. Like, I go out, I go places, I explore, I meet people, get resources, and then I come back home and do something with it. So that's what this exhibit project that I'm currently working on. And just got a partner to help me build that concept into an actual thing. So I'm so excited about that. And I have some writing that's happening. I interviewed Karamo Brown oh, cool. over the summer. And I believe our issue comes out next month with NC Magazine. I interviewed him about Black masculinity and mental health. And that was really Amazing hour. I'm so happy he blessed me <laughs> um, with conversation. And he was way chill. So that was also very helpful. I'm an introvert, so talking to people really does um, exhaust me. Yeah. But she was not exhausting at all. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then I go back to school in the fall. So I'm supposed to do all of this stuff with training wow. and making sure that the exhibit goes the way I want it to and then start school in the fall again. Amazing. Um, for two years. Yeah, I'm happy. That sounds great. That I sounds mean, fantastic. I cannot wait to hear more about this exhibit. <laughs> you will definitely have to keep us posted so that we can share it along with um, the upcoming articles that you've been writing. So super excited Yay. about that. Congratulations. Thank you, friend. <laughs> I'm like saying thank you, friend and friend. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Neto, speaking of articles, we have a game that we play on the podcast. It's called Florida Man. And this game. Oh, God. <laughs> I will read a series of Florida Man headlines, all of which are true except for one that I've made up. And you have to figure out or tell me which one you think is the fake Florida Man headline. Fran's going to help you play it because she doesn't know the answer. 
either. Are you ready? Ain't none of them fake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and just so you know, I'm a really good helper because Patrick and I are both from Florida. So I have a knack for really kind of zeroing in on what sounds like it wouldn't be a real Florida story. So don't worry, I'll help you. (laughs) Okay. All in good fun. So headline number one is Florida man worried about vampires intentionally burns down his home. Headline number two, Florida man wakes with shoulder pain, discovers he's on fire. Headline number three, Florida man acquires 275 gallon container of lube, secedes from the United States. (laughs) And, And number four, the final headline is, Florida woman fights to keep her fully trained gator named Rambo who rides four wheelers. Mm. I don't know if you could get so more wait. Florida than that. <laughs> We're supposed to choose which one. one. One of them is fake. One of these is a headline I made up. The other three are wait, actual headlines. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, so friends. So, okay. <laughs> bye all of these are fair. So, I think the gator one is definitely real. Because people in Florida <laughs> have been known to keep gators as pets. So, I believe that one is real. Right. And you know people in Florida would name their gator Rambo. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. Is there anything to you that feels way too strange? Um... Um, can you read the first one again? Sure. Florida man worried about vampires intentionally burns down his home. (laughs) Okay, so the first one or the fourth one? I think the first one sounds fake, too, because why would you burn down your house if there was, like, vampires react to garlic, right? So burning down your house seems... And crosses. That seems like a very strange way to try and get rid of a vampire. Can I just say that nobody has even begun to question Florida man acquires 275 gallon container of lube secedes from the United States. I, no, that's I, so, I, I think that's plausible. That nobody has questioned that at all. I think number four is very possible to be real. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm from Florida and I feel like <laughs> our people love lube. I, he would absolutely... <laughs> I think um, the gator one is the one that's made up. Okay, you're going to say the gator one. I'm going to say the vampire one is the fake one. Oh, uh, you are both wrong. It was headline number two. Florida man wakes with shoulder pain, discovers he's on fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That that was actually like the least crazy one. That's you why. You can make this other stuff up. I mean, like, what did you think a 275-gallon container of lube was going to help you secede from the, you know, you're just going to slip out of there? <laughs> That was real? That's really wild. <laughs> yeah, no, these But are... I knew that one was going to be real. Like, oh, that's I know, a, it's that's so That's the strange. wildest one, and I feel like that has to be real. You just can't make this stuff up. Well, I mean, oh. if, if you're ever feeling like you're worried about what's going on in the world, <laughs> politics is stressing you out, you can always turn to Florida to, to restore what little faith oh you God. have in the world. <laughs> Netta, thank you so much for joining us on the pod. You, again, were our very first remote call-in guest, so you were wonderful. It was fantastic. Thank you so much again. We look forward to everything you have coming up. And Fran, anything else? Yeah, do you want to just let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Everything on Twitter is N-E-T-T-A with eight A's. On Twitter, Instagram, on Tumblr, 
and Janetta Elsie on Facebook. Amazing. And we'll make sure to... And the eight A's. Eight A's. Where did eight A's come from? (laughs) So I was in my mind in 2013. I was doing my Black Girls Workout 2 hashtag movement. Okay, because I was trying to be five for 25. Uh. And, like, I had all these hashtags to pump me up to be in the gym. So I'm like, wait, uh, I need people to be able to find me on multiple places. So I looked up NECTA, and it is some woman who literally only speaks, like, once a year. <laughs> so I can't get her Twitter name. So the next iteration of this with where the names, like, the A's would match is with eight A's. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> so wait, you went, you tried two A's, and then you tried three A's, and then you tried four yes. A's, and all of those were taken? Three, four, everything was taken, or if something really weird going on with their account. I'm just like, you know, okay, this is meant to be. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's A's. memorable, and you got a great story out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, thanks so much, Netta. We'll talk to you on the internet. Okay, bye, friends. Bye. Bye, Bye. Thank you. All right. Well, we survived another great episode of... We survived. God, we make it sound like a war zone. Okay. It's a podcast. (laughs) You're like, well, we made it. Thank fucking God. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Another episode of the pod has come and gone. We lived, we laughed, we learned, we cried, we fucked ghosts. (laughs) We fucked a ghost. I might have to do some looking into this, like, ghost-boo relationship thing. See, boo? Like, boo? Boo Boot up, boot up. (laughs) Dee-dee-da-doo, boot up. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condes. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Millette, and our videographer is Curtis Boone, and our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. This does not say, this just says that it's deadly to humans and that if you see a monkey... Don't get near it. Even if it has a slamming body. <laughs> Even if it is thick like a snicker. Oh my god. Don't. Do not be tempted. <laughs>